following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. And instinctively, my first reaction was to say no, because I was like, what even is a cacao ceremony? Like, we all just sitting around, like, drinking hot chocolate and fingering each other or whatever. <laughs> so then I did a bit of research, and I was like, do you know what? This is exactly what I need. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about, like the fact that Perfi is recovering from COVID. So today I am joined by one of my favourite people, my soul sister, the ultimate earth angel, and one of the most open, honest, and fascinating women I have ever met. Kira Daly made her name in the makeup world. She is an astute businesswoman and all-round wonderful human being. Welcome, Kira. Oh my goodness, what an entrance. Um, wow, that's made me a wee bit emotional before we even started. Thank you so much. Yes, so I just want, so it was actually sat around this table, Kira, that you and I met about a year ago, was it? Yes. And it was a mutual friend of ours introduced us. And I came down for a glass of wine and ended up staying till three o'clock in the morning. I know, and it still wasn't long enough. Mm-hmm. And I find that you were one of those people that could just open up and look inside my soul in a way that nobody had ever done before. Wow. My God, why am I even getting emotional? I don't know. But it was at that time, do you remember, that you, and I actually mentioned it on the podcast, you said to me, you're so outwardly self-confident, but your self-esteem is really low. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how the fuck do you know that? Mm-hmm. Because I've been there. Because you've been there. Um, I'm going to pull you in a wee bit closer, darling, just so you're closer to that microphone, just so we can hear your lovely voice. I felt, I was quite taken aback by that, actually, because nobody had ever made that observation before. And how did you come to that realisation? What what have you learned along the way that you're able to see things in people? Because obviously your journey is so incredible and we're going to talk about it. Okay. But from the get-go, how, how did you come to that realisation? About you? Or not, just... not even specifically about me. It's not about me, but where did you learn? Like, is that intuition or what's happened in your life? Okay, so um, I am just absolutely fascinated with human behaviour, psychology, philosophy, behaviours um, and understanding ourselves. Um, I think... And anybody with uh, any sort of mental health struggles um, will kind of relate to this as well. I couldn't understand. Long time ago, like in my 20s, when I first started to notice that I was having mental health issues, I wanted to understand why I felt the way I felt. And that was really the start of my journey to to, to get better, to get healthier, to heal um, so you have to understand why you're feeling like that. Mm-hmm. So I started reading books. I started going to therapy and just really on that journey of discovering all the different things that, they are, that there is out there that kind of helps us all. Mm-hmm. So it was really, you know, like yourself, I'm kind of outgoing um, confident in my job, confident speaking to people, have a outgoing personality 
some people might say I'm an extrovert, but through a series of events, I remember um, going to therapy and I'm saying that I had really low self-esteem and I was very confused as to the difference between being extrovertedly confident speaking to people but having low self-esteem. And when I then understood that, it was like, oh my God, because... When the therapist first said that to me, your self-esteem is really low, I I didn't understand the difference. Mm-hmm. So then once I started to understand the difference between that and be like, oh, right, then that's how I can see it in other you people. You can spot it. Yeah. I think you're very intuitive and I think you're very deeply empathetic as well. I think as well, um, you're, you know, you work with women a lot. Mm-hmm. You've got an abundance of women in your makeup chair on a daily basis i'm sure you hear all sorts and so i do think that you can very easily you know pick up on things whereas other people wouldn't and what kind of where are you at now with everything because you've went through a lot of healing you have i feel been exposed to every type of therapy but not just traditional therapy you're you're into all sorts of alternative therapies. So Kira actually bought me to this thing last week and it's called a cacao ceremony. Mm-hmm. So you've always been very open at like offering me to um, join you at events and things. And whilst I'm quite receptive, it all is a bit new to me. So lo and behold, this invite to a cacao ceremony came through and instinctively my first reaction was to say no because I was like, what even is a cacao ceremony? Like we all just sitting around like drinking hot chocolate and fingering each other or whatever. (laughs) So then I did a bit of research and I was like, do you know what? This is exactly what I need. Um, And I went with you and it ended up being such a brilliant experience essentially to call a really long story short there was about 15 of us sat around in a circle and um, to celebrate the summer solstice mm-hmm. and we were the cacao ceremony basically cacao is a amazonian delicacy i suppose that opens the heart so it's all about reconciliation and open communication and like lots of love and kindness and um you know you sat with your cacao and breathed in your intentions and then there was a bit of like you know like the 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 clearing of the energy clearing of the yeah. energies yeah. like getting beat with the eucalyptus bush and <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. But I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I would never have done that if it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was amazing, Kira, I'm sure you noticed, but um, people opened up in that circle. So essentially everybody had to go around the circle just basically saying what they were trying to draw upon. And some people said bravery, courage. That's what I drew upon. You were saying that you were so drawn to tell people how grateful you were for your journey. There was girls there being very open and raw about relationships and um, I won't go into detail because it's very personal, but how kind of sensitive and raw a lot of women felt at that time. Um, and I just think it's lovely to be around people like that, that are like-minded. I think what I've struggled with, and this isn't a struggle podcast, by the way, the point is if you just open yourself up to people, you can invite so much abundance and love into your life with a wealth of experiences. Um, and that's really and truly what you did for me and what you continue to do for me. I've never met anybody like you, Kira, ever. Like your energy is unreal. And like me, you're very extroverted, mm-hmm. but 
there's so many more levels to you um and I think you're quite unique for northern Irish tastes mm-hmm. and it's just been a pleasure to be introduced to you honestly Kerry you've just been amazing thank you so much um, now tell me this how old are you do you mind me asking 43 and are you dating anybody what about your love life okay like tell me the crap with your the okay, dating scene so, um well i'll go just basically touching on what you've just covered there and then i'll i'll, I'll tell you how it's now introduced into my dating life okay so over the years what i've realized is experiences or things that you can do that could possibly make you feel better right just to really simplify it so i go to people read a book if you get one thing from it it's worth reading yeah go to a therapist if you take away one little nugget it's worth doing sure okay so Everything is just a series. Life to me, there's a book called The Surrender Experiment and mm-hmm. Conversations with God. There's loads and loads of books that I could recommend. But what I've now realized in life, uh, especially when we grew up, especially in Northern Ireland, is we think that we have to have our ducks in a row. Sure. I really feel that. Okay. Should be you're getting married be, at this age. Yeah, and... So, uh, you know, you meet the one who you're, and then you buy a house, you get engaged, you get married, you have your kids and you live happily ever after and you have a job that pays the bills mm-hmm. and um, you just get on with it. Yeah. Like that, see when I hear people say that, it makes my heart sad. Oh, it pays the bills. Sure pays the bills. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, That's, this is your life. This mm-hmm. is your life experience. And you're spending most of it in a job that just pays the bills, but you're really not happy in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that all jobs should be fun and like, yes, they should be challenging and hard, but you should love it. Mm-hmm. You should still have a love for it. But anyway, that's me going off into a tangent about work. But what I'm saying is, Life is just a series of experiences. Um, so when I was growing up, I did the, you know, meeting someone, you know, getting engaged, buying a house, getting married, having kids. And then that ended up in divorce, which completely and utterly blindsided me. I didn't understand how at the age of 30, I was sitting with a beautiful home, two beautiful kids all these, I thought I had done everything right mm-hmm. to then be sitting, you know, going through a divorce. It was shocking for me. I was like, but I've done everything right and mm-hmm. everything what you're supposed to have done. So that was really took the wind from the sails. And again, part of my journey and self-discovery and understanding that, God, it, it, your ducks don't have to be in a row. Mm-hmm. But then through my 30s, um, I thought, well, I want another chance of that. I want to meet someone else to settle down to get my ducks back in another row. Mm-hmm. So I then started looking for someone who I could settle down with, spend the rest of my life with. Um, all the things that we are told growing up and in this life, the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple of different relationships, but there was a lot of push and pull and things weren't measuring up and you know, my kids were now involved and, and their wants and needs was different. So it got a, more complicated. I then met a beautiful man who I was in a long-term relationship with mm-hmm. and he was everything what I thought I wanted. He was good to me, hardworking, ticked all the boxes, all the ducks were in a row. But then I realised, you know, 
like a year year and a half ago that that's just not what I wanted to experience anymore mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to realize that mm -hmm. you have to really think about what you want to experience in this life mm -hmm. because it's over in a heartbeat and I've now realized that maybe I don't want to be with the one person for the rest of my life. Maybe I will meet someone who I'm like, oh my God, I want to experience everything else with this person. But now I'm okay with, how do I feel today? What do I want right now? That might change, mm. but bringing it back to who I'm evolved to today. Mm -hmm. um, so if that, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's like, so I'm really not looking for the one mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking for the, what do I want to experience right now? Do you think that's an age and experience thing? Not necessarily, because I've met some young people who feel the same as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's a change in okay. the paradigms and the systems and the stories that we're growing up with. I think this is why the dating game has changed so much. Mm -hmm. I think that our opportunities to experience different things in the world now, whether that's internet or social media or whatever, you know, our minds have become a lot more open and we now know that we have a lot more choices in life. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go by the old systems. We yeah. don't have to get married and have kids if we don't want to. Um, that it is your life. Yeah. which I think some people don't agree with because they're still going by the old systems. But now younger ones are coming up going, yeah, I, maybe I don't want kids. Maybe I don't want what my mom and dad thought that I should want. Mm -hmm. You know, so things are changing. And I've seen a massive change over the past couple of years, mm -hmm. a massive change with the likes of being more consciously aware. This is this is your life. No one else's. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't really give a shit what the systems are telling you you should want to make you happy because I am living proof even when you have all that it doesn't make you happy yeah 100% and I think that's what I loved about you Kira. I think coming back home to Northern Ireland was quite sobering for me I felt very much like I'd been left behind Obviously, I'd lived in the Middle East for 12 years. Nobody cares if you're unmarried out there. Nobody cares if you don't have kids because it's such an exuberant life and mm -hmm. transient and everybody's moving and shaking and doing and going and busy just with other things. I'm not, and don't get me wrong, there's um, there's negatives to that as well. But when I came home, um, especially with COVID, nobody was doing anything. Nobody was going out anymore. I just felt like everybody around me was settled so you were doing life wrong. I was just like, and at the time I, had I just met my boyfriend or, or whatever, but I know I was back living with my mom. Now that was uh, ironically circumstantial, but one of the best times of my life actually, because I, fuck, I absolutely love that reset period. I really thrived off that. But nonetheless, I was seeing friends and, um, you know, it was all come on round to the house because the kids are going to bed and come on round to the house and we'll have a bottle of wine. Come on round to the house. And I just thought, fuck. I'm just, I felt like I was a wee gopher going and visiting my friend's settled life. But none of it was really about me, if that makes sense. Um, and then I met you. So successful. Um, you, a zest for life and an openness that I've 
never really experienced before and you are so content and you're on your own mm -hmm. you're parenting your kids your teenagers but your cup is overflowing with your own abundance but it has took me a long time to get to here yeah it wasn't always like that trust me it really has only been the past couple of years okay um i i felt for a long time that i wasn't doing life right that i was missing something that you know it was because my marriage ended that i i didn't do that right and then well why can't i meet someone who wants to spend the rest of their life with me and settle down and do all the, the things that we're told will make me happy and then when I got all that and, and I realized and understood oh god this you know I got I literally got everything what you would think that's going to make you happy so I really struggled to make the decision then mm -hmm. to be like it was it was really really tough to finish that relationship it am I scary. assuming Kira reading between the lines um there maybe wasn't that spark or that passion or... Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but I think we just grew in different directions. Right. I think you either grow as a couple or you grow in different directions. Got you. Okay. Now, it doesn't have... You know, of course, it doesn't have to be rosy in the garden and whatever else, but you have to be growing together. Otherwise, you can't relate to each other okay. anymore. And because of my journey with plant medicines and my self-healing journey mm -hmm. um, and more awareness, more awareness, more awareness that I got through the plant medicines, I then couldn't relate or really talk on a level with my partner that I felt really connected mm -hmm. to them. Now, that didn't mean that they were wrong or their journey was wrong or whatever. Like, I still have so much love and respect for that person, even though he's not in my life anymore. Um but I just didn't feel connected. I felt like our journeys were going in different Fair directions. Enough. That was it. And do you think the plant medicines, your journey with plant medicines, solidified that decision or maybe give you the courage to make that decision? Yes. Okay. What it showed me was, because for a while before I made the decision and before the I, you know, I did my ayahuasca retreat, I knew that something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wasn't completely happy or fulfilled in this relationship. But I felt like there was something wrong with me. Gotcha. I was going, why do, Why am I not happy Because all your in this boxes on the surface were yes. ticked. Yes. Why am I not happy in this relationship? Why am I not feeling fulfilled? There's obviously something wrong with me. I need to work on myself. Mm -hmm. And then once I work on myself, then me and his relationship will be grand. Mm -hmm. Then when I went and did the ayahuasca retreat, and what it showed me was... To listen to yourself, like I know it's it's you Cliche. know all the cliches are there for a reason because they're so true. Mm -hmm. it, my gut was telling me something wasn't right. Yes, um, but because we are so brainwashed and institutionalized that you stick this out and you do this and you do that and it's very Irish oh attitude, God, isn't it? It's like all oh, right, so you just have to stick with it, and mm -hmm. you know he's a good man, and he's this and he's this and he's this. And oh, you might regret that, and you might. And honestly, I've I don't regret it. I've never regretted it. It was the right thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. Um. So so the ayahuasca basically just showed me that there is no right or wrong way of doing this life. Mm -hmm. You know, all we can do is just try to figure out what we want to experience at the time. Right. 
Does that make sense? It it's, makes so it's much just sense. Like, stop worrying about the, what you're told you're meant to do or what you're meant to have. Like even for years in my 30s, it was like, oh, right, if I get really successful and I have the money, then I'll be happy and my self-esteem will be raised. So it was a destination Then if I, then if I meet someone and I yeah. settle down with, then I'll be happy, then I'll be... And it's like, it's it's the irony is it's in the journey. Absolutely. It's like I thought... Every day in my 30s, I remember reading this meme on, online and it was wake up, determined, go to bed, satisfied. Right? And it was like, right, I'm going to do this deal today and work. I'm going to have this. I'm going to get my products into Boots. I'm going to have my products in House of Fraser. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be the most successful makeup artist in Northern Ireland. I'm going to lose half a stone. I'm going to go to the gym five times and have abs and calves. And I'm going to flip and... I felt like I had to have all these. My house is going to be spotless. Then, and once I had everything ticked off, then I would allow myself to be happy. It was like I had this fucking to-do list every single day and I wouldn't allow myself to sit down and feel contentment or happiness unless everything was ticked off. And as we know, you never get the to-do list finished because it just keeps coming like a wave, like a wave and then it was like, so you're never, ever, ever getting to that place of happiness and contentment. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the plant medicines, they opened, they made me go, what am I doing? Yeah. I am so brutally hard on myself. And now I get up every day and I go, what do I want to do today that's going to make me feel happy? Love it. Then everything comes after oh, Kira, music to my ears. Everything, well, and even if it's only a bloody donut and a coffee, mm -hmm. I want, yes, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. And I actually giggle to myself now because I go, I had it completely the wrong way around. Well, I think a lot of people, their ears are going to have perked up when you mentioned ayahuasca. Um, it's obviously um, a cult ritual now it's a cult phenomenon Um, I feel like 20 years ago it was only in social circles but now everybody kind of thinks they know a bit about it and I think people will be listening to this going I'd love to hear more about okay. that I think we need a separate episode okay, because yeah. I think what I know about your experience on that ayahuasca retreat blew my mind mm -hmm. and I feel like we need to elaborate okay. on that separately because there's a lot to um unpack Additionally, a lot of people won't actually know mm -hmm. what ayahuasca is. So can you just very quickly okay. give, give a little bit of an overview? Well, here's the thing. Ayahuasca is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. I understand how radical it sounds to someone who has never heard of it before, as it was to me three years ago. Okay. Uh, when I first heard about it, I was that person going, absolutely not, no way, no thanks, not for me no that's that's too out there it's too woo woo it's you know it's a psychedelic i was just it's not for me it's not my bag all i say to people now is go away and research it like i researched it for a full year before i decided this is this is for me mm -hmm. um so go away and research it there's so much stuff on netflix youtube google there's also that other platform called gaia uh, there's so much. Like Will Smith has just wrote his autobiography after doing a two-week ayahuasca retreat. And there's essentially, in a nutshell, stuff. ayahuasca is what when it, you ingest. Okay, so we live off three to five percent conscious minds. That's what we are running on. Everything else is all in our subconscious minds. So we act, believe, and feel um, 
or for or for conscious mind but most of our stuff is in our subconscious mind mm-hmm. um so what ayahuasca does so you might be feeling like shit and you don't really understand why mm-hmm. like i was for a long time why am i suffering from depression why when i have um, everything all my ducks in a row why am I still suffering from these bouts of depression mm-hmm. and you think you know yourself and you can go to therapy and you can do all these different um, modalities of whatever else to me the best way I can describe ayahuasca and yes we do need just a whole podcast on it is imagine one weekend retreat is like 10 years of intensive psychotherapy mm-hmm. That's how much better. It is freaking brutally hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's extremely emotional, physically hard, but you feel incredible after it. Right. And it resolves stuff. Now, a lot of people, most people are like, fuck that, it sounds, no way, that sounds like Brutal. hell. Yeah. No way, I'm not going there. I don't want to know what my trauma is or what made me feel like this. But my choice before I went to do my first ayahuasca was... Do I want to continue to live feeling like this? Or am I going to be brave enough to try anything and everything in my power to get better? Brilliant. And that was it for me in a nutshell. That was my decision made. We need a whole other podcast. Uh-huh. Fuck. The, yeah. there, the, we, there's so much that I want to speak to you about, but I do need to move on to yeah. this letter. So we have a letter from a listener and I really resonate with, with what this woman says and I think that you will too we've already touched upon a few things I'm 29 and have been single for a while 29 years having never had a long-term relationship just a few that would have lasted for a couple of months at a time I wasn't in the best of places in my teen teen and college years and as a result I didn't actively look to date or get into a relationship that didn't bother me at the time however since turning 29 and especially since Sorry, however, since turning 29, I have started to seriously regret so many wasted years of my late teens to mid-twenties. I know there's nothing I can do about it, about that wasted time, and thankfully I'm in a better place now. For the last two years, I've been actively dating with some good and not so good experiences, as is the norm for everybody. You can't be everybody's cup of tea, and you won't like everybody, and that's just life. However, again and again, whenever I like someone, I've been on a few dates with they seem to decide or realize they don't like me or don't want to take it any further it's gotten to the stage where i've actually stopped telling friends about dates i'm going on because whenever i tell one of the girls about a guy i'm seeing it inevitably ends soon after most recently i've been seeing this guy from tinder for about a month i know that's not a long time whatsoever but he was the one who would text me back immediately, suggest to meet up all the time, talk about how he hadn't even looked at Tinder since we'd matched, given all the indications that he saw it going somewhere. Then out of the blue, one day says he isn't ready for anything serious and he ends it. While he was lovely about it, I can't help feeling frustrated that I'm back to square one again. I guess what's making it more frustrating is that my two best friends recently got engaged. While I'm over the moon for them, I'm also very aware that I am nowhere near even being in a relationship. The vast majority of my friends are now either married, engaged or in long-term relationships. While I don't feel a pressure to get married or any of that right now, I would still love to meet somebody. I guess I'm even more frustrated now because my friends aren't really big for going on nights out and Tinder is such a cesspit shit heap that I'm realizing my chances of meeting someone are getting smaller and smaller. 
I've always been fiercely independent and, and like I was saying, being on my own hasn't bothered me till recently. I know all of those sayings of what's for you will pass you and there's plenty more fish in the sea, but right now, for me, all those fish seem to be on life support at best. I just wanted to see what your take or your listeners take is on this. Are we all in the same boat? Feel like I've written an essay, but really needed to get this off my chest. That hit me on like so many different levels. Right. Because I feel like we've all been there. I feel like we've all been there and is what this um woman is saying, is it really any different to what I felt? You know, having just returned home. I feel like so many of us feel like we've been left behind and we'll compare our lives to others. Mm-hmm. And Fiona, there was that episode with Fiona where she sobbed her heart out because she just felt lonely and bereft and she wanted somebody to share her life with. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, we, inevitably, when you see your peers and friends yeah, and Facebook like friends, engagement, baby, mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, I've got friends now in the third marriage mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I, I feel this girl and... Again, I don't even want to slightly patronise because she is a, a grown woman at nearly 30 years old. But to me, at 37, I sort of would kill to be back in my third, you know, mm-hmm. early 30s and being in that position. But then I also can put my awareness head on and have somebody at 60 looking at me going, Laura, you're only 37. Fuck, if I was back being 37, I'd be riding rings around me, getting probably doing X, Y, and Z. You have no idea. Yes. So So everything is about perspective. Yes. Everything is about perspective. Mm-hmm. And if we can keep bringing it back to that and going, well, how can I change perspective on where I'm at right now? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the circumstances aren't changing. Mm-hmm. just our perspective can change and if our perspective changes then our vibration change then we will attract or, or avoid different things in our life so this is a 29 year old girl who seems to be on this vibration of nothing's going to last nothing's going to last every time I like someone it doesn't last so if that's what you're putting out there and let's go back like I've you know I've written down some books here that I want to recommend and um we have all heard of it, but not everybody has read it or understand it. The Secret, mm-hmm. which was obviously, that was out 2006. I read it back then. In fact, I didn't read it. I listened to it on CD. Okay. So we have heard of these things. Yeah. If you have never read The Secret, download it and listen to it and understand how the universal laws work. Your law of attraction is only one law. There is lots of laws, but just to give you a good... Because people go, how do you get into all this stuff, Kira? How can you change your mindset? How can you change your vibration? How can you change what you attract into your life? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you got to understand it. So download and listen to The Secret. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly putting out there, oh, Tinder shit, and everybody on Tinder's a friggin' arsehole, mm-hmm. which I hear all the time, it's like... Well, that's who you're attracting. Mm-hmm. And please remember when you're online dating, you're not looking for every single person to be wonderful. You're only looking for one. And I've said this to loads of women who come into my uh, come into my studio. And I go, right, if I said to you, there's a bag of 50 names. And in there is one guy 
who is absolutely incredible and everything what you want. But you have to pull a name out every single time and go on a date with the other ones. Would you keep going and still have the belief knowing that he was in that bag of 50 names? How many dates would you go on? Mm-hmm. But the problem is we get to date number 5, 10 or 15 and yeah. we start getting cynical and we start losing the will and we start going, they're all decades, they're all decades. Yeah, but you're not looking for them all to be amazing. You're only looking for the one. Mm-hmm. So my advice to this girl is, is to keep going and to change her perspective and understand that she's not looking. No, she's only looking for the one, but she has to stay positive. And she has to understand that them other people who she's going on dates with are looking for maybe a special one as well. Mm-hmm. And not to get pissed off with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and to just have a wee bit more empathy and understanding and mutual respect for each other and go, this is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Dating's hard when you're trying to find your match. But being okay with that, do you know what I mean? 100%. And because people who put down online dating constantly, they're never going to get any luck online dating because that's what they're putting out there yeah so she needs to change her vibration to be like yeah well maybe she needs to attract something instead of because what we do is we go into defense mode and we're like oh well they're all decades anyway see and then what happens is you go on a date a couple of days later he goes and then you go well see i told you that's what would happen and so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. I, I can sense her frustration. Yes, of course. The same way I could... Easier said than done. Like, Easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. Done. I'm sitting here like, oh, it's dead. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know you know all this, but it's very, very hard. Because as humans, we don't want to be rejected. It's innate in our very core souls that we hate being rejected. Mm-hmm. So then we're putting barriers up because we don't want to be rejected. So it's the most complicated thing of all is relationships. Yeah. You know? So I can definitely sense her frustration, especially when she kind of met this guy and she kind of felt Got like, buzz, right, yeah. I'm getting a buzz here and then we're attracted and he pursued me and then he's the one that then goes quiet. And that must really fucking suck if that's happening again and again yeah. and again. The only thing I can say from a place of experience is the only thing you can do is dust yourself off and keep going. and Keep working on yourself. Keep, keep working on yourself. Good, keep putting the good stuff in. Keep reading the good books. Keep being, you know, doing this stuff, what I was talking about earlier. Doing things that make you feel better. And if you feel better and you're in a better place and you're giving out more light energy, like what you say you feel off me now. Like I had to do loads of work to get to that I know I know you know it didn't just come naturally I think as well it's very um important and this I loved how that woman wrote that email she's clearly very articulate great sense of humor to not allow herself to become hardened yes because I've been around people close friends of mine barriers and I just feel such an intense energy from them like all men are assholes and yeah, they're so, so closed so off toxic. and it even drains my energy i can imagine them girls on dates and they can't understand why they're not attracting somebody as their friend i find it difficult to be in their company and to ensure that you're putting the most genuine version of yourself i'm not saying you need to go on a date and expose your deepest darkest secrets on date one but just to bring your a lovely bit of up- empathy to the guys mm-hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? Or if it's a guy listening to the girls, a wee bit of empathy for each other and going, fuck, this is tough. Mm-hmm. And then you just break down that barrier a wee bit instead of, oh, well, he's going to be an asshole and he's going to have to prove to me that he's not an asshole is what a lot of girls are now going yeah. out to do. Yeah. Instead of going, he's a human being. He's not perfect the exact same way as me. Let's get to know each other and see, is there something there? Instead of this, well, if well, uh, you know, he needs to know my worth and all this shit. It's like, well, do you know his worth? Do mm-hmm. you need to know his worth? Yeah. And I think that it has got slightly toxic. And I think, especially being a mother of a son, mm-hmm. which completely shifts you again. It's like, I think that we need to have a more respect for each other when we're going out to date. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. I've never of, thought of it, to be honest. Yeah, we need more respect for each other and more empathy and understanding going, yeah, this is freaking tough putting yourself out there again and again and again. But imagine, and guys aren't that good at expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. So imagine how frustrating it is for them as well. Yeah, do you know, I think we, we um, there's a bit of an echo chamber situation where rightly so, we're so focused on our like female sisters here and actually we don't often... Mm-hmm. Give the guys too much no, thought. and honestly, when you when you become a mother, because I grew up with all my mums, my mum's sisters, my sisters, no brothers. My dad was working an awful lot. My daddy's not very good at expressing his emotions. Mm-hmm. So I was very kind of, didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand how a man worked. And it's only now, like my son's nearly 15, you get to understand men from a different perspective. And it's like... There, you know, and when a man for a man to show vulnerability and all, it's really, really tough. So I think in understanding that and going out and going, this guy's actually really nervous. Um, and he wants to impress me. It's about making each other feel good. Mm-hmm. That's all that it boils down to. Yeah. Again, life is a series of experiences, mm-hmm. and usually we want to experience whatever makes us feel good. Yeah. So to me, it's not that I'm looking, I have a wonderful life, I have a beautiful home, business, kids, everything else. I don't need anybody to provide for me, but a bit of emotional support and love and someone to experience things with yeah. would be gorgeous. Right. But I'm still having amazing experiences now. Mm-hmm. So to me, I know that I'm just looking someone to have experiences with. Brilliant. That's it. No expectations. No need for you to well, what are you are you gonna pay for dinner? Are you all oh, that bullshit. And I think I think in lockdown that became very a change for a lot of people. It's like I'd rather someone say, Here, do you fancy going for a cold water dip than let me bring you out to the gorgeous mm-hmm. restaurant for dinner. Mm-hmm. As nice as that is, but I've experienced all that. I know. And so, you I, th- I think you're just on a very different plane, to be of course, fair. Of course. Um so in short I just want this girl to know that she's not on her own thinking that. Yes. I think every woman, and in fact, I think a lot of men have felt that too. Mm. It's just we're not so open about it. Hence, when Fiona wore that vulnerability the way she did, there was a tsunami of messages saying, I felt it and I felt it too. So listen, this is going to lead me on to one of my favourite segments. El El Couture Recommends. I've seen your list there ready to okay. recommend. So El Couture recommends. Um, El Couture is a female-run, female-founded athleisure wear brand. We are absolutely loving the Elemental Lounge collection that is perfect for traveling. This collection includes a beautiful pair of super comfy, high-waisted, lovely and soft wide-leg trousers. 
come in a nice grey colour green. I could see you wearing these to Ibiza. When do you go to Ibiza? Uh, this week, actually. So I just showed you the picture beforehand. Um, lovely wide leg trousers, high-waisted, which we all need because we've all got a wee bit of a gunt on the plane, don't we? We've had a couple of too many beers or gin and tonics, keep it all nipped in. And then there's a beautiful romper as well. They come in black and beige and an off-white colour. So... If you live in Dubai, there's two stores that you can go to, one on JBR, one on Alwassel. There's a four-hour express delivery. If you live outside of the UAE, so if you are living in the UK or Ireland or wherever you live, there's going to be a delivery that'll probably take about two to three days, more or less, but they cover all taxes, all shipping charges. Make sure to use your code LOVEBITES20 for an exclusive 20% discount. Um... This is one of my favourite segments because I feel like, well, we've already discussed a lot of things anyway, and this is the sort of thing that you and I would discuss at nauseam. You and I have sat down with long lists of books that have helped you, and I've therefore taken from my own records because you recommended Audible to me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was quite a lazy approach. Oh my God. I, so I was like, oh no, I need to feel a book in my hands, one of those wankers. Actually, I listen to that Audible every day. Go for a walk, put in Mel Robbins, X, Y, and Z. So my recommendation is going to be, I. do you know what? It was going to be, quickly, I'm going to do two. Okay. The Pilgrim, I Am Pilgrim, is one of the be- very, 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 very best, there's a pen, holiday reads. It's a bit of a doorstep brick of a book, but oh my God, page turner international spy vibes on a mission to save the world it will have you gripped and taken on a roller coaster so if you're looking for a bit of escapism and drama that's the book for your holiday so the book that i'm going to recommend is the midnight library by matt haig have you heard of akira the reason that i'm specifically mentioning this today is because i feel like the woman that wrote this letter in will really benefit from this book. So a friend recommended this book to me because I was feeling stuck in the past. I was regretting decisions that I did or didn't make. Okay. And I was thinking, God, see if I hadn't left Dubai, I would have been doing this. See, oh, see if I hadn't shame. been, see if I had a stayed with my ex, I would have been doing this. If I hadn't broke up with that guy that I did when I left Ireland, I would have been doing that. Social media obviously prompts a lot of these what ifs and shoulda, woulda, couldas. So I just found that I was constantly living in a, I'm a Pisces by the way, well, in another in fantasy universe, right? Okay. Of what could have been. So a friend recommended this book and essentially it's when a girl is so depressed that she's contemplating suicide and she attempts to take her own life. In amongst that place between life and death, she is introduced to a library filled with an infinite amount of books, filled of um a life that could have been if you just had made that different decision. So sliding doors moments. Sliding doors, everything from if you had a stayed with that guy, if you hadn't quit that job, if you hadn't left the house at that time that day to meet that person, to do that thing, to get knocked down, to die. There's infinite, yes, yes. infinite uh, possibilities. Oh, yes, yes. And this girl was very stuck on her ex. She broke up with her ex. I should have just stayed with him. If I had stayed with him, he was a really good guy. This would have happened. So I bought her, she picked that book out of the bookshelf and I bought her back to that life. So she woke up and she was like, I'm with him. I'm with him. He's here beside me. And as the day unfolded, she realized, fuck, 
this was not the life for me because it turned out that he did this and she did that and they weren't aligned and it showed her so many different versions of her life that she had spent so much time wasting ruminating on and actually there's no right life there's just a life and you make the best of it and you experience and you go on this journey and you do the very very best you can and that book was like to me a reminder of you could have stayed with that guy and yes, you would have been doing all those things. But do you know what? Chances are miserable. you would have been fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Or yes, you could have stayed in that job and you would have done very well. But God, you know, that's something I never do. That's so weird, isn't it? Well, good for you because I, oh, I, listen, I, I do wasted, other things. I, I do, wasted I, so much energy, Kira. No, I do other things that are detrimental to my mental health. I'm not saying, oh God, I never do that. I'm wonderful. I do other shit. Yeah. But just not that particular. Yeah wishing I'd done something different yeah um my friend Thomas always says acceptance 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 uh-huh. accepting what is accepting where you're at the decisions you've made and and, and that stuff but I've so you've I've loads of books written down here but now right I know what one well, I'm well, to... well, yes we've got um recommend me one or two Kira. okay so just because you've touched on what that book's all about I've literally just finished a book called many lives many masters <gasps> fucking love that book it's amazing life changing yes or okay maybe not life changing for some people but perspective that gives you an insight that so tell us quickly about it so many lives many masters was a psychiatrist 1980 had been working for many years doing lots of kind of do you know the type of therapy where they take you back to your childhood to see what happened in your childhood regression for past uh, life regression yes but most psychiatrists or psychologists will take you to um, what happened in your childhood. Yes. This particular psychiatrist, a girl walks in, it was 1980, and when he took her into the regression, she basically went into past lives. Uh-huh. And how things in her past life was now affecting her in her current life. He was very, very sceptical, um, obviously very medically minded, very well respected in the psychiatric community. Um, so he was really struggling to get his head around was this true but after so much you know time with this girl he realized he believed what she was telling him so the lessons were basically that it's just this life Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that kind of takes the pressure off because I kind of always want to do well I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do it and I want to you want to experience everything it's like well it's only this life Mm mm-hmm so that was a big kind of lesson for me. But also um, when she was talking about in between her lives, there was messages from the masters. The masters, yeah. Um, and it, it's just, I think it's just a combination of everything with me that, that I now understand that there's no right or wrong way to live this life. It's just a series of experiences and it is completely and utterly up to you what you want to experience and to just keep remembering that you have a choice uh-huh. always have a choice and always change your perspective uh-huh. so this 29 year old can go oh, i'm just um why is this keep happening or she can go oh my god i'm so excited i'm only 29 and i have the best years of my life to look forward mm-hmm. to i'm going to meet the love of my life it's all ahead of me and i'm so excited yeah that yeah. that's ahead of yeah. me yeah do you know what i thought that book was absolutely brilliant yeah. kira mm-hmm. and and my mom and i were talking about it mm-hmm. and i buy that book quite a lot for people See, as I a gift it a um, and, and my boy it was a gift 
to me there yeah and um it is the gift that like literally keeps on giving that that book's all word of mouth but go. my boyfriend was listening and he was like what the fuck Shirley you talking about and I was like listen before you before you just continue with your thread there right this doctor was a psychiatrist he is not like a woo-woo man of the forest he never was open to any of this he didn't dilly-dally or flirt with the idea of past lives and he was more shocked than anybody else by what this woman reported this woman went into details about past lives yeah, there that, was no googling no you couldn't have googled what was happening in egypt seven thousand years ago exactly and she, she knew things yeah, her that attention to detail yeah um so kira brilliant yes brilliant recommendation and any other ones there another one just for that girl um see even the likes of and there's a film night a pray love and mm-hmm. um, that really helped me i remember listening to that book when i was first um my marriage first broke down and it really helped me again she just had a series of experience that really helped her to discover herself but another one that i recommend all the time i listened to it three times back to back when we were all painting our fences in lockdown and it was a book by marissa peer called i am enough love marissa peer i haven't haven't uh is that a book or is that like an audio series a book okay so you can read it or you can download it on audio i am enough Enough. and lots of people have come back to me um to say oh my god what a recommendation i've actually listened to it or read it a couple of times it is so powerful appears amazing isn't she amazing okay so there's so just be wherever you're at right now just know that there is so so many things out there that's going to help you in your journey whether that's internet youtube books events places to go and see people to talk to there's other people who are in the position that you're in or have been in the position that you're in that feel the way you do and it's just part of the journey and it's all okay do you know what and i think as well just being open to it as well kira just putting yourself out there out of your comfort zone did i really was i overly enamored with the idea of a cacao ceremony when you first mentioned it but it just took all the two seconds for me to stop and say, Laura, that's enough. We're going to do this. What the fuck else are you going to so do on a Tuesday night? night? And I paid off dividends. Yeah. So El Couture have recommended a book and it sounds absolutely amazing. I haven't read it. Um, it's called Attached and it's by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. It's a practical relationship book that promises to help you find and keep love by understanding the science of adult attachment. And we love talking about adult attachment styles on the podcast because Lisa McFarland, who you know, um, is a huge fan of getting to know our attachment styles and therefore navigating relationships more effectively. Um. And this is a, a, essentially, I would say, a guidebook to those attachment styles um, and reasserting the fact that wanting to find a partner is a natural human drive. Yes. It's it's a human need and we all want to feel connected and it's not a weak attribute of clingy, needy females. That I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's very, very, very important. We as humans have needs. See this because someone said, a, a girl went to me, am I being needy? Because mm-hmm. girls have this thing, oh, you're being needy, you're being needy. And it's seen as this negative thing. Yeah. Please, please understand 
It is not that you're being needy. It is that that person is not fulfilling your needs. Yeah. And that's the difference. Well, I think you maybe need to add this book to your list, Kira. Um, so Dr. Amir Levine and Rachel Heller help you understand the three attachment style, identify your own and recognize the styles of others, which I think is really important so that you can find compatible partners to improve your existing relationships packed with fascinating psychology and case studies from successful and unsuccessful couples. You can discover how to avoid the anxious avoidant trap, which Fiona really found herself in, um, and Lisa helped her recognize that. And then Fiona was able to work on that. And she continuously works on it. Why secures can partner any type. And how to love the secure way. And um, so it's essentially a roadmap. So I think. I think I'm quite. Um, self-assured. That I'm a secure attachment style. But then there's things that I do. And feel that I think. Fuck your heads up your holy girl. Because you are not as secure as you think. Um, with my own relationship or I don't know maybe even relationship with your yourself or whatever because we all know that that is the most important relationship but my goodness I've definitely in the past been the like the poster girl for anxious um, an anxious attachment style but again Kira, so much of that was down to my partner who Not fulfilling your needs? Well, so were to, you to being to needy, anxious attachment, or was he just not fulfilling your needs? He this was is, just. Do you understand? Um, yeah. it's, 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 and this is why I don't get. If I go dating with someone, like I had a guy, and I went on a few dates with him there a few months ago. And basically, I just went, he's not going to be able to fulfill my needs because he just was the way he was. But that didn't make him a bad guy, mm-hmm. you know? So I just went, I'm done here. Yeah. He couldn't understand this because he was like, well, I do like you and I do this and I do that. And I'm like, well, I like you too, but you're not giving me what I need in this relationship. Yeah. Still thought he was a great person. Well, listen, are you, would you read that book or would you download that on Audible? Are you, either or, either yeah. Either or. I'm I, the, get... other, the other thing as far as books are concerned, I mean, I have listened and read loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of books. Uh, sometimes it's good like I'm so glad that you recommended that novel because novels do you just I remember it was an aunt of mine she's like well I was like oh I'm going to read this book next and I'm going to read and she's like Kira, it's okay to read a novel bit of escapism escapism yeah. does your heart and your soul just as much good as any self please uh, just quickly before we wrap I am pilgrim my partner reads about 10 books a week I've never met uh, he devours Later. literature all um non-fiction battle of the jutland battle of this battle of fucking hastings history absolute mind-blowing i bought him i am pilgrim begrudgingly read it because he kind of it was a bit below his um academic standard he read that book in two days he was like i absolutely love that book so this is for anybody equally i would read it my sister would read it you will love it so let me know what you think kira daly it has been an absolute pleasure definitely going to get you on for a bonus episode because there's just so much to speak about on the periphery but i have loved having you you have been a brilliant friend to me and you're just amazing and i know that this will have helped a lot of people where can people find you if um, they would like to contact you or even get booked on one of your makeup courses because there's so much well um obviously you can find me at kira daily makeup on instagram or my website kira daily makeup.com or facebook 
Also, I am running an event on August the 21st called Happy Fest mm -hmm. because I really am passionate about all these different things that we can do to make us feel better. So I want to create an event that people can go to to talk to people because I do things like um, I do hot yoga, I do breath work, I do meditation, I do reiki, I do cacao ceremonies, I do all these different plethora of things. Um, cold water swimming, building resilience, um, lots of different things and even all the plant medicine stuff. So this event is going to be, and obviously Lisa, the relationship coach, is hopefully going to be there. There's another girl does hypnotherapy, there's another girl does reflexology. Um, so it's called Happy Face. Mm -hmm. So we are literally launching our social media pages and stuff this week. We'll link it up. Yeah. Sorry, did you say August 21st? First. August 21st. We'll link all this up. And I feel that you'll probably have a few inquiries. People want their makeup done, but I think people are just going to want to talk to you, and Kira. And honestly, see anything like this, if I can help recommend or give them a two-piece worth, just send me a message on Instagram. Oh, no beautiful. problem. Love all this. Listen, thank you so much, Charlie. We've ran a bit over, but you know what? We haven't ran over that much, and that was pure joy. Thank you so much, Kira. Thank you.